You are listening to the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, episode 204, featuring special guest, Texas State alum, my friend, and Broadway's own, Bella Coppola. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? My name is Maggie Barra. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Actor Aesthetic Podcast, where I take you behind the scenes of the theater industry. The Actor Aesthetic Podcast is produced by me, Maggie Barra, and show notes are found at actoraesthetic.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow me for more on social media at Actor Aesthetic or my personal account at Maggie Barra. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get on to the show. I'm so excited for this episode. We have a very, very special guest joining us today, our very own Jane Seymour from Six. You might have seen her last year in the hit Broadway show where she made her Broadway debut. I'm talking about none other than Bella Coppola. She's California-raised, Texas-educated, New York-based. She earned her BFA in musical theater from Texas State University. She made her debut playing Jane in Six on Broadway, and she just got done with the pre-Broadway workshop for Smash. She has music out on all main music platforms. You can check out her popular singles, Forbidden Fruit. That's definitely a bop. I highly, highly, highly suggest you check it out after this. Vodka Lemonade and I Regret Nothing. In this episode, I chat with Bella about the pre-Broadway workshop for Smash, about starring in Six, the physical and vocal stamina that took how making music and songwriting fits into all of this, and of course, just about being a young performer in the professional world. And if you stick around to the end, you'll hear her story with college auditions, how that went. And I think it'll be especially fun for those of you who are going through the process right now. This is a really, really good episode. Make sure you stay tuned for the entirety of it. Bella is an awesome performer and human being and artist. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy our chat. Hey, Bella. It's so good to have you. I'm really excited to hear your insight into the past couple of years that have been probably a whirlwind for you, but very exciting and fruitful. So forbidden fruit. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, what you just were up to. You just got done playing Chloe in the six week workshop of Smash. Tell us what what does that mean? What does that mean to the to the average theater goer? What is a workshop? A workshop. It also hi Maggie. Maggie, hey. cool together. Go Bobcats. Um, so a workshop is something that you do before a show goes forward in any way. So it could go to Broadway or maybe it's going out of town, but it's like at the beginning process to get a show moving and grooving. It's for the creatives. It's for them to hear their piece out loud. It's for them to try things out. So um, for the sake of this workshop, though, we had six weeks to put it all up. It was tier three. So like, you know, we were allowed to memorize things and whatnot. And we actually did like, I mean, it felt like we were doing a full show because yeah. some people had costumes like it, it really towed the line. Um, 
And we actually got to do it for audiences. We did five presentations and we did it at the Danny Kay at Hunter College, which is which is on the east side. And that house had 500 seats in it. So there was a lot of people that saw it, <laughs> which was really crazy. But honestly, it was so fun to like get to do it for an audience because sometimes workshops you're doing um like in open jar and you're doing it for only industry people they specifically didn't want that vibe because they wanted real reactions and like smash is so theater niche they wanted like a whole bunch of different people's live reactions to the story so i thought it was really cool how they did that and they they also had a survey for the audiences at the end um so hopefully they got the information they needed to you know keep making it better for when it does want to hopefully go to Broadway. I love that they opened it up to the public. That's so unique. Um, Mm -hmm. And especially for a show like Smash, for those of you who have seen it um, when it was on TV, uh, it is very theater niche. It can, it can be a show for people who don't know a lot about theater, but it is a great show for people who do know a lot about theater and understand this life that that we live. Did you have an audition process for this? Was this something that they offered you? Tell me about it. Oh, I wish. Offer only. Come on. Come on, offer only. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a self-tape for my agent. And I mean, the second I got the tape, I was like, oh my God, like <laughs> this is a fucking dream come true. Like it's Smash. I grew up watching Smash. It's, I think I can say this, like it's all the same songs from Smash and it's all the same choreography. The story's just different. And like the creative team that you know from the TV show, it's different. So like my character was brand new. I played like the associate director choreographer. Um, But yeah, I loved it. So just getting the tape, I was like, this is literally a dream, just getting to do this. Um, But then I got a call back and like, the room was crazy. There was like 1500 people in the room. Um, like I'm not actually, but maybe 20. Um, can you imagine? And yes. Susan Stroman was in the room and I was like, the fact that I even just get to go on for Susan Stroman and Bernie Telsey, like I'm happy and like get to do this smash material. This is a dream. Um, but she was so lovely and kind. And like when she gave me notes to try, you know, she got up and like came up to me and just, really helped ease me because literally the entire smash team was there. I'm pretty sure producers were in there for every callback to not Steven Spielberg. That would have been crazy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I did that. And then I think I did it. And then I had a final callback and did the final callback. And then I think like a week later, my agent called me mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my God, am I going to get it? And he was like, I don't have news yet. They, they want to bring you back in for a work session. And that was a good learning lesson for me because I'd only ever done one other work session and it really did not go well and was like very, because, you know, work sessions are usually like, they need a little bit more information and Mm -hmm. you don't know what that is. Sometimes they tell you, in this case, they did tell me like they wanted me to work certain notes. Um, Sometimes you don't know though. So I only had one experience and I was like, oh shoot, like they don't have what they need. Like I was going into it with this bad mindset. But then I called Caitlin Hopkins, um, our girlie from Texas State, who is such a great resource. And she helped me reframe it because work sessions are not bad. They just need some more time with you to grow. And it was so cool because 
I got to all the auditions were at MCC theater. And so I went back there and this work session was literally on stage. Crazy. Um, and it was just me and Stro for an hour, like working all the material. And they had like sent a full song and like, I think there was like five sides. Like it was wow. so much material and it was so fun. And I was like, if I don't get this, like I just got to like work with Stowe for an hour and like, this is just so That's amazing. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was cool too. Cause like halfway through it, I was like, oh, this isn't the audition yet. Like she's prepping me to go in front of the team again. Like this mm -hmm. is to like help me. And she kept being like, do you want to do that again? Like, how does that feel? What do you need? Um, so I could tell she was rooting for me, which was really nice to know. Um, and then, yeah, all the team came back in and I did the material. I also did a chemistry read with Brooks Ashmanskis, who plays the director in this version. Um, and yeah, I did it and I left and I was like, you know what, if I don't get this, like, I feel amazing. That was mm. so fun. And like, it was great. And then, but then I booked it. And yeah, it was, that's, that is really good. awesome. Also really helpful to know the process, the, the yeah. overall process, because it sounds like you had to learn a lot of material, mm -hmm. but once you got it under your belt and then you were able to just let it go, ease into it, you were working with Stro, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and also I like that you reframed your, your mindset. Um, yeah. because that can't, I couldn't even like, that is top tier nerves um yes. when it comes to doing material like not even just for the writers but for the producers for the director the, like everyone in the room yeah. it's like really really difficult and I feel yeah. like that goes for anything like if you get called into a room a million times like it may end up feeling frustrating I mean that was kind of my process with six like I went into the room for six seven times that's insane it, which is crazy but now I'm like well I don't care because it ended up working out the right way that it was supposed to. So like, I really can't complain about that. So, um, yeah, they're just, yeah. Love crazy. it. And I'm really excited to see what's to come with, with that production of smash. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. So me too. it was yeah. truly, I mean, it was such a dream come true getting to work with like those people all around, like behind the table, the cast was so good. Like people, I like, look up to so much. What's like one thing that you took away from them, like in the rehearsal process, maybe something that someone did that sparked something in you to, to bring with you into the next thing that you do? I think what I learned from everyone was that no matter where you are in your career, people still feel doubt and hmm. you still feel like scared and nervous. Um, I like Robin Herder, who I love, like, was just as excited and like nervous to do this process because she also admires this team and their work. Mm -hmm. And like, but I think what really helped me, there was a day in rehearsal where it was just me and the creatives and we did all my material, just mm -hmm. me, all of them. And it was like down the line, notes, 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 sing this like this, do this like this, take this note. And it was like, so it, um, incredible, but like so overwhelming in that mm -hmm. moment. And I remember leaving the session being like, oh my God, like, can I do this? Am I too young? Like, am I too green? Because all of these pros, I'm watching them work and it feels like they know exactly what to do. Mm. And it feels like I'm still figuring it out. And I talked to Christine Nelson, who is incredible. And she really like calmed me down and was just like, you need to remember that like, this is a rehearsal process. And mm. 
musical, she comes from more of like a play world and she was like, musicals are insane. Like we are just literally expected to like pick this up on its feet and just do it. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. And it was so helpful to hear. She was like, you, of course you don't have it figured out yet. Like we're literally in rehearsal. Like you're going to figure it out. Keep trying things like take in their advice, but like, you're going to be okay. And that really, cause I was like definitely in my head a day after that session. And she really calmed me down, but like multiple people did that for me. Robin did that for me. Megan Kane, Yvette, um, who comes from like the TV film world. It just, everyone had such incredible advice. I mean, Brooks, he is like one of the funniest actors I've ever met. So and funny. Cool. So and funny. Oh my God. He's so funny. And he's, <laughs> and he's so nice too. And like with him, I'd be like, Brooks, how do I land this comedic beat and he was like I'll just do it like that and I was like great like he would like sometimes give me helpful notes which like as you know that's not really like you know actors don't give notes but I'm like but you're Brooks like give me a note anytime (laughs) you want to like I will take it um so yeah I feel like I learned so much from watching these people and I'm so grateful for their kindness and the ability to hold space for when I was definitely feeling overwhelmed but Mm. by the end I definitely was able to like shed that and let it go and just keep keep working through moving on to six so you said you auditioned seven times or at least were there seven times Uh um what was your take us back to your first audition for six when was it what what did you do I feel like it was when everyone was submitting. It was 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just graduated from college. This was like my first audition. I remember it came in my inbox. I was like, what? Peter Van Dam? <laughs> and it was just a request for that, like, Chicago sit down that turned into yes. the air before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I feel like everyone was submitting for that. Yes, and it and- happened at least when I got a call for it. It was like March 13th 2020 when everything shut down so it turned into like self-tapes or something crazy yeah Yeah. exactly um so I did you know the two pop rock cuts and then Mm -hmm. they asked me to submit for Seymour and I did Heart of Stone in the monologue okay um but then you know that was pandemic world so that didn't really go anywhere yeah um and then I and this was like, I, I saw six in Chicago with Anna Uzele, who we so also cool. went to school with, love her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I could do this. Like I'm looking at Abby Mueller who like yeah. kind of looks like me and is singing pop rock. I'm like, wait, I could, I could be in this, which was a nice feeling. Cause like, I don't feel that way about like a lot of shows, but this mm-hmm. one, I was like, no, I could do that. Um, then the pandemic happened. Then we're back in New York city and they were having auditions for the Aragon tour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's happening. I'm d- I dyed my hair blonde. I got my nails done. I got brand new black Laducas. I was like, I'm, <laughs> I'm going out on tour. I don't need to sign a lease. I'm going. And I got cut the first round. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Good to be humbled. Um, so I got cut and thankfully they gave me feedback. They were like, your dancing just isn't strong enough. And I was like, I'm so that's, so, okay. that's so funny. That's so silly to me. I know. You know? I was like, and for Seymour, they literally make fun of her dancing, but okay. I know. I, I know. I only know this right. because I just saw it last night. Yeah. So and right. like, and she's always in the back, but whatever. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I just was not, I did had like no stamina post pandemic. Sure. That dance calls like three hours long. So I, I understood. So mm-hmm. I just like 
I like went to the gym a little bit. Like I just like got more into my body. Mm-hmm. And so by the next time I got called and it was for the Bolin tour slash Broadway replacements mm-hmm. and felt so much better. And they were like, great job in the dance. And I was like, yes. God. And, um, yeah. And then I went through that process, but that was for Seymour and Aragon, cool. which is okay. crazy to think about yeah. now. Um, and I think that was like four times, three or four times that I went in and it was for both those queens the whole time. And then I got a work session. Maybe it's the work session I was talking about before, (laughs) (laughs) but it was for Aragon and it was really hard. Honestly, it was so hard because I think it's, it's different. Like for smash, I was doing so much material, but for six, you literally just do your song and your monologue. Mm. So doing that in a work session for like an hour, I was like, what more can I do? Like, how could I change it anymore? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I, you know, you try your best and sometimes Mm. it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, but yeah, I didn't end up getting it. I think that I got to finals for Aragon though, which is really crazy. That's like, crazy to think like, about. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like a lie. I feel like that's not real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and also like, I just would not be good. Like that role is just not, she has to dance more. So I did that, didn't get it and was bummed, but was like, okay, oh, well, um, moved on. And then I was doing kinky boots off Broadway and yeah. October of that, my agent calls me and is like, hey, the writers are in town. They want to see you for Jane Seymour. And I was like, okay. Like at this point, I had gone in so much. I was like, is there actually a track or is it future? And he was like, no, there's actually a track open. I was like, I'm gonna wow. so yeah, I got to go in for Toby and Lucy, which was really cool and did Seymour and felt like much more loose because again, it had been like the eighth time by then or seventh. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I, I left it and called my agent. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I tried my best to take the notes. Not sure. Not really sure how it went though. Mm-hmm. But then he was like, it's down to you and one other girl. And then like this, I think me and Taylor were the last to be cast out of this group. So I found out like a week and a half later, which is lucky because, you know, during that time, I literally was like texting my agent every day. I'm like, what, what news do you have for me, <laughs> sir? being so annoying but literally it only wasn't a week and a half um and then I booked it and I was like it was great (laughs) that is so cool it's cool to hear the story of like how many times some people go in for these shows it's the same I hear this all the time for Wicked yeah it's just it's just one of those shows that has to be right place right time right group of people too like right group of queens it just has to you just have to fit a certain something I don't know it's it's interesting it's it's really interesting but I I appreciate that um you know when you hear you going in for Aragon and and singing all these different it's like I don't know it's it's cool to to think about you know what would have happened if I know ended up playing that part on tour you know like that's so crazy it's crazy I wasn't meant for me (laughs) (laughs) that was tell him Tell that me. Was not for me. Um, <laughs> so, so you okay? So I just saw it, and right. I was blown away by the stamina and the endurance of these queens. Because if you haven't seen it, it's an hour and a half basically, and it's just the queens on stage the entire show almost. And there are some big numbers. Everyone has at least one big number, but they are also backing up 
the rest of the queens for the majority of the show how like how like how many shows were you typically doing a week and was it hard to adjust to that or was it easy what was what worked for you yeah I would say I feel like I called out maybe like once a month Mm -hmm. like I was pretty I, I tried to like stay in the show um but yeah it was physically challenging definitely physically challenging um especially because like I can dance like I you know I I've trained in dance but it's not like my main thing but in the show like you said like we literally are on stage the entire time and when it's not your number you're like the ensemble for the other numbers Mm -hmm. so physically it was really challenging and I know that that's kind of like a common thing with this show people talk about like it can be really hard on your body Mm -hmm. and Something that really helped me was that they gave us a flat shoe because there's like you have a heel that's like oh. four and a half inches. That's wow. that is that a lie? I don't know. That's that's crazy. tall, but, but I, I can see like it. I can see it. It's really tall. Yeah. And, and maybe like with the platform. It's they have that. platform, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and then they give you a flat option. And so at the beginning, I did a flat and A. So every <gasps> mountain and I were a flat. Um, and that worked really well for me. That's so funny. And, and then over time, it just was so hard on my body that I was like, I can't do this heel anymore. And to be fair, at the beginning of the process, when they make your shoes, they give you the option for a shorter heel. Cause like, okay. I'm pretty sure Abby had like a shorter heel, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know. I, you know, I wanted to be like everyone else. And like, yeah. when I tried them on for a second, I was like, these feel amazing. Yeah, but like, you don't wear them for an hour before. So I ended up going to my doctor because I just was in so much pain and mm-hmm. prescribed a shorter heel. But that was like, maybe halfway through the contract at that point. And I think that maybe they knew by then that we weren't going to be renewed. So they were fine with me just staying in the flat. So I just did the flat for the, the other six months and that worked really well for me. That was my journey. And, um, some of the girls like to make fun of me for it in a different (laughs) way. And I'll let them because it does look kind of silly. The flat versus versus the heel. It's not the original design, but for my Jean Seymour, it really worked. <laughs> yeah, but that's good because you were able to advocate for yourself. Like I feel like yeah. you know, you you learned. And I think you weren't gonna know yeah. that when you when you tried on the shoe initially, you know, but you right. you figured out what worked for your body and also you took care of yourself because say you did do that show in that heel. Yeah. For as long as you did, you could have major damage if it if it's not something that's good for your body. It's just not worth it, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like it's Cause I'm like, well, I'll probably have to wear a heel again in another show. Yeah. I'm like flat characters only. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But now I know like either the heel needs to be short or like it needs to be thicker. Or also I'd probably have time to come off stage and put on like a slipper versus, you know, six, you're just on stage the whole time. So it's It's just a lot. Yeah. It's endless. And like one of the two breaks we get is heart of stone and I don't sit down for that, obviously. So yeah. can you imagine? No, actually, yeah, that'd be kind of that'd be kind of fire. Just sitting yeah. the whole song, um, yeah, just sitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so physically hard, but I, yeah, I learned how to advocate for myself, and um, the girls kind of helped me with that too. I say they make fun of me, but also they were the ones to be like, "You keep complaining about your body winning. Like, <laughs> you should say something. Like, you yeah. should." Do something. Yeah. So, um, yeah, 
But thankfully, vocally, the show was great. And it's Good. a really nice place. And like being Seymour, you're third. So I feel like the show kind of warmed me up. I didn't have to worry about like a warm up or anything. Um, so yeah, that was really nice. That's kind of built in. Do they do anything extra? Because it's because it's not your typical Broadway show where, uh, I don't know, it's, it's not like anything goes I don't know that's the first show that came to mind and that's not even what you mean show. they're so similar <laughs> what what am I saying but is, is there something unique about the show like I I could be making this up but do you guys wear because I know you sing in your into a microphone yeah are you also wearing a microphone no so you're just singing fully into a microphone that's cool yeah and then do you have something in your ear for that too oh yes yes oh my god I forgot about that yeah, we wear in-ears, which cool. that was a really big thing to adjust to. Like okay. that was hard because, mm-hmm. you know, in a Broadway show, you're not used to that. Like you don't yeah. get personalized mix. And it took me a long time to figure it out. And I think even still, you don't ever really feel like amazing about it. But mm-hmm. I started to, I think a lot of girls do this is if you take one out of your ear a little bit, uh-huh. then you're actually you're kind of hearing what's coming from the house a little bit and that's better. But for a long time, I would wear both of them because I was scared about getting an ear injury because if you, Mm. if you have one out of your ear, they say like you're more prone. Interesting. So I was scared about that, but everyone was, I mean, everyone was fine with it. Um, but it did take a lot to adjust to. And it's hard because you don't get to feel that energy of the audience at all. Like Mm. that's how covered it is so that, you know, isn't loud in your ears so that was a really and like with the show like six where you're literally like having to look at people and engage with them that was hard to adjust to but it's just the nature of the show that's why I'm even more impressed because the queens that I saw it's like you're playing I I didn't even realize how much you really are playing to and with the audience it's a it's a very different show than what a lot of people are used to and so I that's really cool. I that's cool to hear about the the in ear. I had no idea. Um, and you see everyone in the audience. I mean, yeah. I I just compare it to Smash because that's what I just did. But like yeah. the lights were so blinding, I was like, I can't see anyone. This is great. <laughs> like I'm not stressed about like Patty Patty Lapone was at our last no. presentation. I didn't see her. But in six, I saw every celebrity that I mean, not wow. that like all the time but when we had a vip like you can see everyone so literally during six the whole show i'd be like jojo's here like oh my god oh my god yeah oh well that's just the nature of the show it's just like a different show because it's like this pop concert and people Mm -hmm. love it you know yeah the people love it like i can i i loved it i the audience was eating it up and yeah it's it's a really good one it's a really really good one i loved it it's fun for kids when kids come. It's really. I know. Fun. I saw a few girls wearing um, crowns and they were all dressed up and that was cute. And I mean, speaking of that, like you, you did two shows that are pretty, pretty popular. I mean, Smash had a TV show and then Six is insanely, insanely popular worldwide because yeah. it started out in the UK and it, it's really, really popular. What was that like? Like, were you getting a lot of really fun fans at the door? Were, were like, what was that like? Yeah, I feel like for six, it was fun because sometimes people would dress up and come to the show, which is really cool. And actually, like, I love that they call it the queendom, the like fan, the fandom yeah. of. Um, It's really cool because I feel like a lot of shows culture is like who sang 
Heart of Stone riff the best. But with the Queendom, I feel yeah. like it's really supportive of like every person's version, especially the alternates get a lot of love yeah. in this universe, which is just really fun to be a part of. It's like not this comparison world. And I also feel like even when it comes to casting the show, it's so cool because the casting director, I mean, if you look at the companies worldwide, mm-hmm. none of them look the same. Yeah. I mean, like me and Jasmine couldn't look more different and they <laughs> can't see more. Also, like the alternates when I was there, Christina yeah. Lee and Audrey Madelon, like we are all three very <laughs> different looking people and like bring such a different energy to that role. So I love it. Um I think that was that's actually a really cool part about the show's culture is like everyone's kind of celebrated um in their own version. Let's just rewind just a tad, tad more, because why not? So Bella and I both went to college together. Bella graduated in 2020. Do you remember your college audition? Do you remember what you sang? Actually, I do. I sang They Say It's Wonderful from Annie Get Your Gun. Mm-hmm. And I sang Running in Place from Steel Pier. Okay, fierce. Oh, you know what? I was thinking about this. Like, it's crazy the culture around auditioning for colleges. I feel like it's like normalized that it's going to be this stressful process. So like mm. going into it, I was really stressed when, whereas like now when I audition, like I actually love auditioning. Like I love going into a room and like, especially now in the self tape world, like to get to go in a room is so nice because I get to be myself and they, you know, mm-hmm. see my personality. And that's, you know, really when you book work because people, get to know you um but yeah I remember being stressed which is silly because I don't feel that way in the real world um but oh well that's that's what it was and um I ended up in a great program shout out to my mom because (laughs) I actually got like the waitlist they're like the priority waitlist for Texas State Mm -hmm. and um my mom was like, we should tour, you know, a couple of the schools that you've got into that you want to go to so that, you know, you can actually experience it. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you're going to ask Caitlin to see if you can tour the school. And I was like, mom, no. Um, she was like, do it. And I was like, okay. And so I did. And Caitlin was like, well, I have an accepted students weekend and you can come, but like, it's, there's no guarantee that you're going to get into the program because of it. And I was like, this mm. is so embarrassing. I don't want to do this. She's, Serena was like, you're going. I was like, <laughs> Serena. And thank God I did because, you know, who knows what, again, this is the same thing as like, I went and they got to know me. Like I got to take yeah. classes with all of you guys. And like, who knows if like where I was on that wait list, but if I was further down, that definitely helped me because how could you, how could you not after meeting me? <laughs> I feel like that's what I'm saying, but I don't mean to say that, but, um, you know, it, it would make it harder for you to not yeah. after you get to know a student. And so Caitlin, she accepted me while I was there, which is amazing. So shout out to my mom. Shout out to mom. Shout out to all the parents. Shout out to all the parents. Oh my God. Like my mom and dad were saints. My dad was all over the spreadsheets, like making sure uh, I knew like what I was singing. Cause I was so clueless, but you're so right about it. It's hard when you're 17, 18 years old and you're auditioning for these programs and you don't even really know who you are yet. You no. think you might, you know, but it's like, and someone told you to sing the song. So you say, okay, whatever. But it, 
you're absolutely right in that now that you know in the professional world that the more that you approach your material bringing yourself into it mm-hmm. instead of trying to be something else or trying to be what you think they want the freer it is for you and then because you're freer in the room you're more approachable people want to work with you because you you know you're just you're just yourself you're not trying to be anything yeah. else you know right so weird thinking about that time, but, and it's so, it was so stressful, but it's really, you look back at it and it's like, it didn't need to be, it doesn't yeah. ever need to be that stressful. No, know? no. And everyone goes anywhere and it doesn't matter. And half the girls in six, I don't think half of them even went to school. So mm-hmm. it's like, it it really doesn't matter. It, totally. your, journey, your journey. I love it. So yeah. I briefly mentioned it at the beginning, but you are also a songwriter, which is dope, which is so cool. And my biggest question for you is just, I know a lot of people like to write music, but what did it finally take for you to put it out there into Mm -hmm. the world? Like actually produce it, actually put it out there and actually perform it. Yeah. I mean, Texas State, honestly, Yeah, because we do sophomore showcase. Wait sophomore project. Yeah, 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 sophomore yeah, project. Yeah, sophomore year and it's like for those of you that don't know, it's this class that you take sophomore year and everyone's required to create something original. It could be anything, a dance, a song, a poem, a presentation, whatever. Um and I was inspired to write a song in collaboration with my class and I wrote this song called I Regret Nothing. Did it in the presentation and I feel like it was received really well and I had a friend in school who I was in vocal libre with, which was like the singing group. And he also happened to be studying um, sound engineering. And so it just was really convenient. I like, he had a studio in his apartment and I just went there and recorded the song and I released it. Um, It just like, I think knowing him kind of made it easier because if I didn't know him, I wouldn't really know how to do all of it. And he just happened to play instruments, record, produce. He could do it all. Shout out to Ian. Um, the best. And so I did that. And then I think I released the one song and um, people were really nice about it. So then I just was like, well, maybe I keep doing this. And I wrote my first EP in college. And then I released my my most, I mean, it's not recent anymore. I haven't released in a while, but Forbidden Fruit, I released during the pandemic, but I had started recording it senior year. Mm-hmm. And that was all with Ian still. So, um, yeah, I, I love it. Caitlin has always advocated for creating your own work. And mm-hmm. like when I first moved to the city, I got a band together and did a couple concerts of my own music, which is really fun. And now I feel like I'm in the place where I'm looking for like my Ian in New York. I love him, but we're just so far away from each <laughs> other now. It's like, I need you know, I, I need that collaborator and like producer and person here. So I'm still looking for that because I feel like I just need someone to help me like stay motivated. It's hard to do it completely by yourself. And like, Mm -hmm. I don't have all the talent to do it by myself. Like I write the song, the music and the lyrics, but then Ian would always be like, what do you want this to sound like? I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) That's why I brought it to you. (laughs) So yeah, but it's it's been very fun to have this outlet. That's awesome. I know yeah. you need you need something. You need something that's not yeah, not, not theater related 
in any way, just something that's for you. Um, so important. My last question for you, Bella. Um, I ask this of everyone, if you can give one piece of advice for someone that is a young performer aspiring to have a career in theater, particularly musical theater, what would you tell them? I would say that if you don't see someone that looks like you in the arts, be the first. Hell yeah. Because there is room for everyone in the industry, even though it might not feel like that. Like, I feel like if I were to go back as a kid, I would be so excited to see that, like, I've had the career that I've had just the way that I am when I always thought, like, maybe I need to shift some things about myself to, like, make it. But it's not true. You can, you can do it just as you are. Well.